This is episode 229 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Is it really a victory without Lulo? Manzano. Really? I don't know. Will, I swear I didn't lose a bet. Hagwood. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Ryan, this is the way. Stan Azuski. This is the Ray. This is the Carson Ray. I have oh, put R in there. There is. Get the pun. I missed it. And William it. didn't lose a bet, but he found the razor. That's right. For 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 anybody who who can't see, if you're just listening later, uh, Will has probably the shortest facial hair I've ever seen him with in our time as friends. Um, and I I did do a double take. I was, I was like, wait, this is this is Will, right? Like, it's had to had to do had to, like, is it Will's brother? I don't know. Cool. Which mean, for any reason, if you're not listening to this live and watching us, this is a reason to come next week for sure. Don't miss out before it all goes back go. real quick. I was going to say, it'll, it'll come back sooner than you think. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, today uh, we're going to be breaking down that top 16 of the Hoth Galactic Championship qualifier. It was a hyperspace event, and we implemented a slew of changes. We had brand new points. We had new ships added to hyperspace we, because of the new releases, right? We had deficit scoring. So if you score, if you brought less than 200 points, those points that you didn't spend go scored for your opponent. And we randomized first player order. All those things went live for this tournament. We're going to break that down all in a minute. But before we do that, let me remind you that today's podcast brought to you by our Gold Squadron patrons. Becoming a patron makes you a part of our largest group of supporters. Become a patron by going to patreon.com slash gold squadron. Our next set of Patreon gifts will feature a scum and villainy five ship squadron. We did rebels earlier this year. We are currently working on packing and shipping our imperial squadrons and scum is coming up and you get to choose the pilots. All right. So Ryan, I saw some question marks. Yes, hit, I, hit me. I don't know if this is a spoiler or anything, but did anyone not go up to 200 in the entire event? Three, three people were at okay. 199. <laughs> and we, we discussed it. One of them was because like I, th th our assumption is that they wanted that exact set and didn't have any slots left to fill it out. Essentially is what happened. So, um, yeah, that is, that is probably to, to start there. Let's, um, Will, you know, you hung out with me all weekend. Awesome commentary duo that we are, you know, what, what were your thoughts on specifically those two changes that we decided to implement ahead of AMG making anything official that deficit scoring and the randomized player order? Uh, I think the biggest change uh, that I know is in list is that uh, the, the pure archetypes don't seem to be as effective, uh, like a, something like a pure swarm uh, without a gimmick um, and something like a pure like triple ace, an archetype that we've seen a lot and was in the tournament, uh, but we did not see it do very well. 
Um, I think the only, um, I don't know, I would count Tie Swarm as a swarm with a gimmick, and their gimmick is just high initiative, I guess. Um, but it seemed like every other list had um, a fifth or sixth ship thrown in that could change, um, what am I going to say, the, the dynamic of the list, uh, whether it was like a support ship or base. Most of the time, though, it was a pocket ace thrown in. And I think that not being able to rely on uh, just the, the pure aces has made people, um, what do I want to say, look look for other avenues. So you need one of your aces to do something more than just arc dodge and score on points because mm -hmm. you might not be able to do that arc dodging. Now, Marcel, you had the opportunity to play this weekend. Uh, what were some of the things you either observed? What Actually, just tell us, what list did you play so we can kind of have that context? What I played? Yeah, what did you play? So uh, we got yeah, we so have contests. Yeah, so I tried to see how much of a drop-off it was with um, the list that I won Lemu with, which was Dace, Bonearm, Tultravera, and, uh, like, Superbosk. And I kept Bosk the same. Tultravera almost did the same. I added L um, L3. Uh, basically had a couple extra points because I had to drop... Dace is the one that got weaker. I had to drop, basically... Um, uh, the title, the, mo the moldy crow, moldy crow title, yeah, which which is a huge difference. As you know, it's just not having those bank. I mean, those that front arc that actually hits, and not having a couple banked um, uh, focus tokens was a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, anyway, that's what I flew. And what was your question? So my my question is, you know, your your list doesn't super rely on that, uh, like like having to move first or having to move second. Um, you you were already at two hundred, so my question is, you know, did having a list like that bringing it in, did it affect any of the, any of your play? And I guess on top of that, did you maybe notice any? Any differences in some of the lists that you were seeing when playing against? Oh, yeah. I mean, I played against... Um, I, I got to play against uh, Catherine, so I played against her. I played against a TIE Swarm, uh, which um, I had completely forgotten how to play against a TIE Swarm. I forgot uh, just how, how debilitating and how morally, morally debilitating it is to have Aiden Versa just be like, um, I'm gonna take those that four damage and say no. Uh, when you're only shooting twice, that's that's a big deal. Uh, I got tabled by that one, by the way. Ooh, uh, I, I went four two. Yeah, I went four two. I went um, uh, I won my first four and then lost the last two. Uh, so it was uh, I started in a high. So so the list was still performing. Then the fifth game, it was kind of still you know very close game. And the sixth game, I just completely got demolished. One, because, um, again, I just misplayed it. And second, I, I was a dummy. And I was I was, I was thinking to myself, um, I got to move second. And it, they, they had a bunch of fours. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, I'm going to go and kill this ship that I really hate. So I saved my boss shooting back until the very last shot. And then I remember, like, oh, wait a minute. I'm taking crits this entire time instead of just shooting back the first time and avoiding crits. So I, I, I critted myself to death uh, just by, you know, being boneheaded about it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I got to play against uh, that list that had uh, five TIEFO bombers mm-hmm. uh, that kind of boost and grudge. And the one with the cluster mines. I know you had yeah. the whole ones on there. So I, the, that, that was a really fun one. We were actually tied on the very last turn, 162 to 162. My tell at two hull after having already revived. And now I was able to land one of the torpedoes in the very last turn to 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 win it. So super fun games. Um, I did not play against any Thai Whispers, and I yeah I don't think I played against any Whispers. No, but um, yeah it was it was it was, it was a fun tournament. A lot of, a lot of a lot of fun close matches. Uh, I think Bosk is still good. Like the Super Bosk still did his job. The only one that didn't carry its waste. Uh, it's it's carry its weight was dace but in extended there's things like count zubio or there's other things that you can add uh so i, th- I think zam at 11 points is still viable gamut probably should have gotten a bump and uh, protector of Gleb at six points it's fine uh but you've got more coordinating mm-hmm. tools like if you've got a different option go with a different op- option instead of Gleb. um but anyway um yeah, it was fun. It was it was it was, a, it was a good time, and I don't think I saw anything that really was hoping or was looking for a you know like relying on moving last. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I, I saw like I had, I played against the Kylo uh, silencer one, right? Uh, so it was Kylo Von Reg and a couple other things, but it had. Like it had um, it had ways to if it if it didn't have the bid it was it was a you know it wasn't like that big a deal because it had other other ships that were kind of mid initiative kind of like um, you know what uh, Carson was flying with you know two two you know two ships just just bomb rush not bomb rushing but just being a tank mm-hmm. and then two two other ships being AC so it's kind of like the same list or the same archetype. But uh, on the FO side, so good cool. times actually. Fun. I, I'm I'm really interested to see. You know, in a couple of weeks, we have Scarif and what extended looks like with these rules as we get a, a plethora of of different ships. Now we're gonna we're gonna jump to that top sixteen here in a minute. Uh, Ryan, you know, kind of hearing hearing some of what what happened. I'm not sure if you were able to follow along. I know that obviously you, you probably saw the, the winner and all that. Um, you know, thoughts on on the kind of your perception as, as more of a of a viewer and consumer of the the tournament that happened. The changes seem successful. Um, Yay, nay. Are, are we able to bring up maybe some of the faction breakdown numbers? And I got my sure. numbers of ship count lists that kind of expand upon what I viewed so far from the oh, yeah. looking in besides oh. just the list. Yeah. But uh, so faction breakdown wise, uh, ignore the spoiler of the winner and all that bracket stuff, but um, <laughs> faction breakdown was actually pretty telling. Um, I, I'm curious, there was a Fly Better poll someone posted, I don't know if it was Farmer earlier this week on Facebook, and, and that asked which faction benefited the most from all these changes in points update. And drastically, a lot of people picked Rebels. Don't know if that's right, and I don't know if that influenced this, but Rebels showed up 29, a drastic amount more than most of the other factions. Um, now, granted, 
it was a faction that commonly could not bid with any of their high initiative pilots. And most of their high initiative pilots, like Luke and Wedge, are bruisers. They weren't full, quote, arc dodgers. So um, now with the roll on bid, they have that 50-50 just like everyone else does. So maybe. Um, the next high, actually, sorry, the high, uh, overall highest, 33 with first order. Not too surprising for me as for the fact that it has two brand new ships. One of its feature, the featured character of the faction in a new ship being Kylo and bombers being one of the first iterations to carry some more munitions in general for the first order. So there's a lot more to play with in that faction. I assume people are just trying things out, which it seems they did. Beyond that, some of your average numbers, you got separatists at 18, Republic at 13, 11 for scum, 15 for resistance, and only nine empire, very low. A lot of people like Will may have mentioned Triple Ace was a very popular archetype in the Empire, and a lot of people aren't jumping back on that because they have to make more well-rounded lists. Not like Triple Ace might not work ever, but people are hesitant to try right now. Um, Still initiative killing with high-power attacks from Vader, from Whisper, are still pretty good. Both Vader's even. Yeah, a lot of that is uh, hyperspace too, though. I think we have to take into account you know, which factions get hit the most because of uh, the hyperspace format. I think First Order and Rebels probably get hit the least. Uh, they lose things like Dash. Is Dash in there? They lose a couple things, but um, definitely the Empire gets hit a lot. And Scum also loses some of the uh, key pilots. And I think the Republic gets hit a lot because you lose a lot of the name Jedi uh that that might be showing up so at least the aether sprites yeah and that the adas were the only ones that had named jedi they don't have the cannon slot anymore so a lot of people are jumping and they don't have and and because it's hyperspace you're right and the tie v1 procket tracer discipline swarm got hit really hard so it, it at this point there's i didn't notice or see any existence of a new iteration of it so people were pretty lost in empire and People well, who went back to TIE Swarm, as we saw, seem to have been rewarded in some capacity. Now, in terms of overall ship count, I'll quickly go through that. Um, it's very weighted to the middle. Um, your event bring four ship lists, 74 of the 140. And then three ship lists came in second with 25% being 35 of the overall event so you're looking at over 75 percent of the entire event brought three or four ship lists now one thing i want to do here for a quick comparison so our last hyperspace event lamu and just kind of look at looking at some of the faction numbers i'll flip back and forth here take a look at scum scum in hoth 11 lamu 26 it was the biggest faction previously obviously there's that bump for first order but even even then you know with a comparable number of com- comparable number of lists you know just kind of flipping back and forth most of them stayed the same but you see that big jump in the rebellion and you see scum and villainy take a nosedive as well so re- really interesting there just kind of uh an interesting kind of back and forth com- comparing apples to apples this hyperspace to hyperspace 
All right, so now let's go ahead and start jumping into the top 16 lists. We're going to go ahead and we're going to start at, because there's so many different lists, we're going to start at 16 and work our way up. Uh, Will, start us off. All right, here is one of the swarms we'll see in the top 16. Uh, this is uh, uh, Thomas Johansson uh, with... One, let me double check. One, two, three, four, five, six V wings. That's right, the loyalist volunteers, um, all with Besh and Connor nets. That's the the swarm gimmick of choice here. Uh, then filling out the list with R three astromechs on um, five of them, and five of them also have the synchronized consoled. Uh, so that combination is so you can take multiple locks. Uh, so you have locks for the follow-up round as well. And you can pass them off uh, to the ship who would actually need it. And because you have a BESH, you, know, you can almost guarantee, um, unless you roll all paint and have a focus, uh, you can pass it off to somebody else. Uh, we, we saw it on stream, and those counter nets were the scariest uh, bit about it. Um, with so many ships and fast ships, too, uh, they do have that boost action available. Uh, and they clear stress on the hard twos, get into great positions to basically force people into your Connor nets. Uh, so super interesting. I mean, it is a three agility swarm, um, but uh, actually this version leaning into the taking of target locks and Besh uh, made their red dice very consistent as well. All right, and that was Thomas Johansson. Next, we move to Cam Murray, Marcel. All right, so Cam flew a scum. I think the only scum in the top 16 with Bosk, with Gamut, Zam, Greedo, and Electronic Baffle. Again, showing that uh, Super Bosk is still uh, still good. I think he was one of, we, me and him were the only ones that flew this. The other Zams were uh i know jumping ahead i don't even know if they're on there but i did notice that django was the zam carrier now instead of bringing django zam it was django zam but zam has crew on django which i thought was interesting uh anyway uh cam flew bosk with the super bosk and electronic baffle l3 uh coordinator with uh dead eye uh predator on old Tarak and a y wing with an ion turret the janata Janatas are the new ones, right? They're the ones yeah. that have like the, the illicit. Yeah, uh, they have a text slot. Uh, tech they're slot. the I two with a text slot. Is there any reason to take the? Is, are they cheaper or? or uh, no, that's actually one more point than the goon, um, and I can only imagine it's to fill in points. Uh, you also the same initiative as L three. Well, the the I think only the uh, the new oh, box come to hyperspace. Okay. Mm, yeah. That might be the yes. better reason. The yeah. Janata security officer and a Maxine warrior are the two uh, hyperspace legal scum Y wings. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. Again, you have Bosk and a coordinator, and then you have two ships that one that hits hard, and the other one that is hard to kill with a lot of a lot of health. All right, then we get our first look at one of these new some new stuff here. Take it, Ryan. All right, we got Wynand Court. Hope I pronounced that right. Flying First Order, taking Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with the, of course, the jamming suite, but also sensor scramblers. 
Then we have a 709th Legion Ace Wisp TIE Whisper with Fanatical Sensor Scramblers and Jamming Suite. And then we had a Sanar Jameis Test Pilot TIE Bomber, TIE FO Bomber with Cluster Mines and Engine Upgrade. And then Grudge with Cluster Mines and Engine Upgrade. Grudge being the uh, bomb reroll uh, attack dice, better mods, essentially range zero to two for actual uh, bomb, better bomb damage. Um, it's, uh, you're using the entire list is all new stuff. Um, and we kind of had a feeling that the system phase boost then dropping bombs, that's a big threat range. You're moving forward. You're dropping any type of template bomb. That's a mine that does auto damage. As soon as anything runs over it or put on top of it, it's going to be very good with these bombers. And then grudge just adding to the consistency of those bombs means that they are a much larger threat, even though they're carrying no missiles or no torpedoes. Um, it does help that you have not just one, but two whispers saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help jam things so that even those two dice might even be able to help a little bit in the offense of actually firing. Both having sets of scramblers is interesting. Uh, did you guys see this played in an actual matchup on stream? I'd love to hear how that went with the decloaking or how that affected the game with sensor scramblers. Uh, we did get this on stream. Um, it's, uh, to be fair, it kind of got walked all over by Carson Ray's resistance list. So we didn't see. No, we know that was the that was the chaff missile one. Uh, what did this one play, Dion? Uh, this Wynand, one does not have chaff missiles. Yeah, Wine and Court. I believe we saw, we did see him play a game on stream that he won barely, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, oh, that was against Cam, wasn't it? Yes. That's right. Um, I do remember this now. Okay. And if I'm remembering correctly, you had kind of Kylo, Kylo alone. And then mm -hmm. you had the, the, the two bombers stick together, trying to do their bombing run thing. And the 709th was just kind of the other piece. It was kind of it was it was definitely interesting uh, to to see it out there. We didn't see sensor scramblers do anything. What I'm going to say special. I wouldn't say that it that sensor scramblers didn't like win wine in the game. Uh, at least okay. not the one not the one that we saw. Sure. I can yeah. see it as definitely something that can help in the early game and just help get those whispers into a better position behind or get them in so they don't get picked off maybe on a, a something that moves after them. Mm -hmm. You could also see sensor scramblers since, I mean, it's just one point on each of those ships easily be predator on Kylo, which I know is a common upgrade people put on this Kylo because he likes bullseye so much, but it seemed to work out well. Be very interested to see how this type of thing evolves. And I think there's at least one to two other variations of this kind of archetype of this four ship FO with two bombers, a Kylo Whisper, and a thing. Now, one of the things I want to talk about here is the choice of cluster mines. We had not seen anybody playing cluster mines before this uh, this update. And just I want to emphasize how good cluster mines is with Grudge specifically. Because of how those rerolls work on the bombs, though there's three separate possibilities of triggers on each of the, the, the circles for those cluster mines, as opposed to something like a proximity mine, which is a single instance. So we saw in the game versus Cam, Bosk take six out of six on a cluster mine with Grudge's help. 
it, and it was just an That's emphasis on, <laughs> on how good yeah. it is. And Grudge plus Cluster Mines is the play. Like, that is a, a clear advantage because of how many triggers you get on on that. Like, it is it is a good call. I feel a little silly that, that I didn't see it before we saw like, As soon as I saw it on the list, I was like, duh. Of course those work together. But it took somebody else to build it and, and just put those yeah. two things together. Granted, one big thing that's the difference between cluster mines and proximity mines is you have one cluster mine charge. That is it. Whereas you have two proximity mines right. to use. So if you're going to hit the cluster mine, you better get to where you need to go, which the bombers are really good at doing. But you have more threat long term of the game with the prox mines turn after turn. You, you do, well, but these these at least in the game that I played and the one and the one that I saw in the cut while I was watching on Sunday, these bombers pop pretty quick, so they probably only got one good run in them anyway. Uh, the likelihood that they'll be in in a position to drop multiples is is, is unlikely. So I so so, and this one gives you you know obviously a bigger spread, um, so. So it's it's probably a good call in this particular case. In almost every other case, I would probably take the proximity mines. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't think these have multiple. I don't I don't think they have very many runs in them. Very many times to actually proc it. Yeah, I just want to note as well that uh, cluster mines are the uh, hyperspace uh, or are hyperspace only. Uh, you only have the options of counternet, concussion bomb, thermal detonators, and cluster mines. So Grudge only ha really has two options there uh, for re-rolling bombs in the first place, at least in this format. Well, then the question is, when we head to Scarif in a few weeks, are we still going to see cluster mines? I still think it's a good buy. I still think it's a good buy. It can be. We'll have to see what people think they want to do. All right. Well, let's let's keep it going here. We had Travis Smithwick in the top 16 as well, and we have an appearance of Kanan Jarris in the VCX 100. Took Compassion. That is one of the new um, upgrade cards. We actually did it. This list was on stream, but it never triggered. We didn't see a Compassion trigger. Fire control system and dorsal turret. Luke Skywalker with shattering shot. And S foils, and then Ahsoka Tano in the A wing, instinctive aim, also sat shattering shot, concussion missile, and the vectored cannons. So obviously Ahsoka being the only A wing there, vectored cannons, goodbye there, being able to flip that front or back. Um, the shattering shot, you know, this is this is a car where if you can use it, being able to add that focus result really can add extra punch, and it was. One of the things that we talked about, Will, is the price drop that Kanan has just continued to get. I believe we said on release it was 90 points. Yeah, 90 on release, points. Ex exclamation point tracker to take a look at that and see mm -hmm. see the – the it, it's been it's almost 20 points down from its original release. And, yeah, uh, 17, 17. 17 right now. But look, I mean, this one only costs 78 points mm -hmm. for Compassion, Fire Control, Dorsal. Like – it's finally become like uh, to give you a uh, reference, uh, the Kanan and the Hawk with Moldy Crow 
is 60 points, I believe. I'm double checking right now. Uh, yeah, it should be 48 and no, it's 58 points. So that 20 point difference gives you an extra force and you get to fly a BCX around. And it gives you an extra gun. <laughs> yeah, an extra red an extra dice red at the dye. front. Like, that's a pretty good, pretty good value now in comparison. I played him in round five, and he said that compassion did not trigger a single time, and it didn't trigger in our game either. So I don't know. And then he also said that he really didn't trigger the shattering shots either. So. Well, looking at the way, remembering at least in that one game that we saw, the way he flew, he was doing, mm -hmm. he wasn't really flying th through the obstacle. So it may have been just kind of no. like a, as it comes up, because he wanted to keep that open space for the VCX. I mean, I do like Shattering Sean on a vectored cannon Ahsoka. I think it'd be a lot easier to get uh, obstructed shots if you're flying through the obstacles shooting behind you. Um, but no, like in a straight joust, no, Luke, I don't imagine Luke would ever be shooting the Shattering Shot. All righty. Well, let's, let's keep it going. We're still in the Rebellion. A classic here, Will. All right. Uh, next up we have a little bit more, Antio. A little bit more. I want to see the name it's, of this it's going. It's getting there. It's getting there. Okay. There we go. This is Casper's Boolins. Zaz? What? Boolins. Boolins. Okay, thank you. Uh, anyways, Casper flying Tin Nub with stabilized S foils. Braylon Strom with stabilized S foils. Dutch with Belly Run. Ion Cannon Turret, Ion Torpedoes, and R3 Astromech. And then Garvin Drace. Uh, in the X-Wing with foils as well. Um, I, I love this archetype. All Rebel I-Force, everybody's chunky. Uh, Dutch is using the R3 Astromech to pick up extra locks and make sure that he, one of his locks, uh, he can um, have a friendly uh, lock, a priority target as well. You got Garvin to pass focuses before these uh, ships shoot. Uh, so Dutch can uh, basically 10 and Braylon can double modify by barrel rolling um, and taking a stress. And then Dutch and Garvin um, pass modifies, modifiers to each other. So everybody ends up with rerolls and a focus uh, for their shot, uh, which can be pretty powerful. I uh, do have a little bit of the ion control uh, that I think is very powerful um, uh, with the ion torp and cannon there. I'm interested in the belly run. I don't know. I don't understand the belly run, but it's one point now. Maybe throw. Maybe Dutch uh, has the extra lock to throw onto, and uh, then ends up on an obstacle. I guess you get a defensive bonus uh, with belly run as well, right? Uh, so belly, the Tierfon belly run reads. It's a talent. You can perform special attacks even while at range zero of asteroids, and while you defend in the separate paragraph, while you defend, if you are at range zero of an obstacle, attack dice cannot be reruled. 
cannot be rerolled. Okay, so maybe maybe you gotta throw yourself onto a rock, maybe get some obstruction bonus, take away somebody's lock on you. Um, with R3, that is more plausible. Um, but I yeah. feel like I feel like hopeful would be better than the belly run. Like uh, yeah. Dutch or Garvin. Uh, on Dutch, because he's only taken lock actions ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in case Garvin dies without passing the token, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Is, is Hope hyperspace though? Should be, yeah. Sure is, yeah. But I think that is Dutch. the right call. Yeah, but if your primary action isn't for the same focus, amount of points, I know some people are like, "Oh, right. maybe it was just filler." Maybe, but if you had the option as hopeful, hopeful was a better choice. Yes. All righty. Let's keep the party going. We got Christopher Patrick. Take it, Marcel. All right, Christopher Patrick. They'll fly in the first order with a Kylo Ren on TIE Silencer with Extreme Maneuvers, Sensor Scramblers, and Advanced Proton Torpedoes. Rush with Automated Targeting Priority and Breach. TIE Bomber, that is the uh, Initiative 5, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with Feedback Ping. Prime thrusters, ion torpedoes, and concussion bombs. Um, so it's uh, two fives and a two that becomes a six. And um, yeah, I actually like the ion torpedo with advanced proton torpedo uh, silencer because it's it makes it a lot easier to set up that 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 five die attack. And yeah, there's no way. Do you, do you see the trick? That, that I knew was coming. Uh, drop, drop the, that I knew was coming. Drop the concussion bomb on Rush right away, and now he's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Re- yeah. reload the concussion bomb so no more drop until you need it. Rush is now I six. We. Yeah. <laughs> the the one that I played, uh, I, I told you I played a silencer one, uh, did that as well. Um, yep. Yeah, so. Because I know when Rush first came out, we were saying, like, oh, there's no way of getting a concussion bomb in there. But, there, yeah, there is now. So he's in Initiative 6 Silencer. I still don't know that that's a good call. But, um, yeah, like, yeah. I would rather. I, 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 I think mean, you don't, you don't have to do it. There's an yeah. option, right? Like, there's benefit to mm. having a double reposition, lower initiative blocker, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like. He, he he's is he's hard to kill. So if they want to go after him, fine. And then when eventually they do get to him, he can he can do his thing. Um, but I guess you know in 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 the situation where you are doing the the uh, the, the the roll off on the bid, mm-hmm. if maybe if you end up winning the bid or not winning, but you end up moving second at that point that's when you drop it and you're moving second from the start and being an ace against another i6 maybe maybe having it have it for a situation I mean, like that i mean if you're going up against like a bunch of turrets or things you can arc dodge anyways at i6 you probably just not do it as well uh yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a good point good point so, you know, I find it interesting, you know, we, this is the highest placing Kylo Ren in the silencer that we had in the top 16, but this is a list that, you know, you know, it's not quite Kylo Von Reg, but taking this silencer Kylo that generally wants to always move last and people generally would just take a giant bid to do that with Kylo 
in this player order world that we had the players be in, it was interesting to see Kylo still perform. It's pretty cool. All right, Luke Sonals. We're still in the top 16 for reference. We got one, this one and one more list for the top 16. Take it, Ryan. Got a Rebel Alliance list. We got Dutch again showing up with Dorsal and Proton Torpedoes going for big damage. We got Hera Syndulla in the A-Wing with Prockets. We have Ahsoka in the A-Wing with Prockets. And then we have Jake in the A-Wing with Prockets. So theme is... Dutch target lock someone, let someone else target lock. Hopefully that is a ship that you want that is going to be lined up to use Prockets that turn. Uh, Jake can also pass a focus off to Dutch or to someone else that could also take a lock and then boost for the Prockets. There's multiple ways to get double modifications in this list, at least with two, you want to use Soak's ability, three of your ships in the same turn. It's a big alpha strike for sure. Yeah, we didn't get to see this one uh, on stream, but Luke Sonal bring bringing some pop for sure. And then our last top 16 list was Andrew Oler, um, also was our first, the Moncala Galaxies champion. Switching from Rebels to Resistance here, we had Jess Pava in the T-70 X-Wing with S-Foils. Also brought uh, Lega Fonsang with dorsal turret and engine upgrade. And Lega, you actually, if you were watching our stream the Wednesday before, you got to see her played a little bit uh, on stream. So Lega is the... The um, resistance Y-Wing whose ability says while you perform a primary or turret attack, you may reroll one attack die for each friendly device or calculating friendly ship in the attack arc and was joined by three new Republic patrol resistance Y-Wings with dorsal turret and engine upgrade. So having Lega in that probably back right-hand corner in some type of a block was going to, and if those Y-Wings are using that calculate ability, being able to actually get it. And of course, Jess just needs to be by friends. And that, that is, it's essentially a jousting squad is what it is. And uh, fi Ooh, five ships. a fast one too. And yeah, it's with it, boost. Well, so it, it does go forward really well and goes yeah. fast because of the boost being white. But it doesn't joust in the sense that it's going to hit you hard in the initial, and then you're going to K-turn, and then hit you hard again later. It's going to be survive the initial joust, and then start surrounding you with all these turrets that boost, and just cape up constant shots. I see that. It's like a tower defense list. That's kind of kind of what it reminds me of. The, the tower is moving. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a moving <laughs> tower. All right, and that was the last of our top 16. Sorry, Will, you wanted to say uh, something about it? Or Marcel, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to uh, do two things. I wanted to hold you accountable and cost you money at the same time. All right, here we go. I remember a specific bet last week on making uh, 4-2 and two or something like that with the Resistance Y-Wings that – was not Zori or Akbar. I d and I here, here I go. Ready? Something. Andrew Oler. Now I can't. You guys can't see the screen because there's there's private information. But I'm going. I'm on the the website back end. Andrew Oler. 
Boom. Hoth ticket. Uh, issue refund. Let's see. Is there any personal information on this page? Just double checking. There's not. Okay. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Boop. Boop. Yeah, it is. Down. <laughs> All right. So there, now, there question, okay. I, I, I think Andrew's in chat because he's, he's doing excellent, like all caps, Marcel, thank you, saying, yeah, let's go. Um, I'd be curious as to, and, and what you guys may think, because this is our first real full look at a list yeah. placed high, predominantly with resistance Y-Wings. How much of yep. an advantage of, of it is it to be all I3 or drop some of them back down to I2 and give, since Lego is the most threatening turret, improve Lego's turret up to an ion cannon. Ooh, see, I, I was going to suggest something different uh, for it. Um, so the you get to calculate when you perform an action on your uh, action bar. Given to you, you're right. right, but given to you by an upgrade, right? Correct. Um, well, this might sound dumb if Lego's got... Uh, only one one mod slot. Ah, uh, she does. What do you think about putting angled deflectors on her? So now she can reinforce and calculate. Would you? I don't you, know. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, if you saw one of a, these Y wings, that might be a Shaza Y wing, but I don't know about uh, Lego. But I'm just saying, if you saw one of these Y wings and one of them is reinforced, you don't shoot at that one, right? Probably not. Right. Yeah, you're just like, I'm just going to go over here. Thanks. But I also, <laughs> I don't know if that's worth the investment. What is it? How many points is it? It's three angle? points. Three? Yeah. All the modifications that give you... Angle, is uh, hyperspace legal? Oh, uh, you know what? It is. <laughs> okay. Because why not? Sure. Why not, right? I don't know. It was an idea that came to me uh, when looking looking at these lists is that we don't we never talk about angled deflectors on them. Yeah, Andrew's saying in the chat that yeah, the I three being able to choose order of operations and how you want to move and activate is is really helpful. And I, while I agree, mm -hmm. I I wonder if this just evolves into let's swap out upgrades maybe we can play with different initiative maybe even makes another one of them named like drop down to i2 and make one of them akbar because mm -hmm. even without pattern analyzer that ability is still pretty good oh yeah um or or shaza for example and it just turns into a evolving what you remember if you remember way back when the rz2s came out everyone was like all green squadron pilot heroic crack shot advanced optics all the exact same thing mm -hmm. that evolved pretty quickly into Lulo, Tally, Greer, Zari, and an I-1. Like, just all across the map, because all the abilities were worth it, and you could figure it out anyway. All right. Well, pretty cool, and there you go. I was waiting waiting for podcast day, and, I, and it, it is done. The bet has been paid. Marcel, the collector. It is done, and I did. I did show it on screen for anybody who's who's uh, who's listening. All right, so the evidence is there. I got to be careful not to pull this over too far, but right there, you see, fifteen dollars refunded. Andrew, good job. <laughs>
<laughs> now we're moving into our top eight. Our top eight here. We're starting off with Joshua Richardson bringing a new flavor or a, a slight tweak on an old flavor. Hit it, Will. All right, Joshua has brought Django Fett in the fire spray. He's got Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, Hull Upgrade, Slave One Title, and Suppressive Gunner. Uh, with him, he's got General Grievous with Imper Impervium Plating and Solus One, and then uh, Gorgol in the Nantex. Uh, Gorgol is an I2 uh, who can fix cards on your fire spray or uh, um because it's ship uh specifically for gorgo he's an engineer um you probably won't be doing it to grievous because uh, of the impervium plating he would have just thrown them away as well um but he's basically uh, an i2 turret um that sometimes can shoot a bullseye attack um a great filler piece there for 32 points we know that general grievous in the solace one impervium plating um, is good, such an efficient value. Uh, what a tanky ship. Uh, but the real question is, with the points increase for Django, Count Dooku, and Thermal Detonators, can the Fire Spray hold its own? And absolutely, uh, it can. Uh, in fact, the had even points um, de devoted to that Suppressive Gunner, that when we saw them on stream, we uh, that Suppressive Gunner was clutch. Um, not only can you take someone's dice away with a deplete token, now you're using Django's ability as well to convert one of their eyeballs to a blank. You can really neuter a lot of attacks on you um, to be very defensive. And uh, I mean, obviously the thermal detonators, Count Dooku, all of that worked uh, just as good. Um, but yeah, um, as Marcel mentioned er earlier, uh, we're seeing almost exclusively uh, Django Fats here in the top um, instead of Zams now because of the points increase. Well, it turns out we, we've been talking about it for a while. We, I think we're just kind of smacking this on the head. High initiative fire spray. If Django's ability was blank, I still think he would have he, he would have performed just as well. The platform is really good. It's it's fantastic. So. I'm not, I'm not surprised to see it perform still. All right. Now we're moving on to Michael O'Connor. Marcel. All right. Uh, so Michael brought Grudge in the TIE Bomber with Cluster Mines and Thermal Detonators. Um, and then for Cyanar, Jameson, uh, Actually, that's that's who I played. Remember, I told you I played a guy that had five mm -hmm. uh, cluster mines. So yeah, it was uh, Michael. Uh, great fun game that we had, and just like the one that we went uh, talked about earlier, cluster mines and grudge work really well, and thermal detonators and grudge also works really well because again, you're dropping two, so you can trigger his ability twice with the thermal detonators as well. Not quite. Dooku, but um, almost as good, I would say. You know, getting to reroll it because you get to do it every single time where Dooku is just your only guarantee in one. So, uh, super cool ability. Uh, flew it really well when I played him, and he seems to have flown it really well the rest of the time because he made it, what is this, top eight? Yeah, we're in the um, top eight here. 
yeah so uh so are you guys the, ready to declare that the bombers were better than the whispers or is it still too early? too too early but strong start for sure um yeah simply that <laughs> they really good bombing tech uh it's it's kind of refreshing to see a ship like the bomber that isn't that doesn't need to take forward munitions and still be very effective on the board. Um, see the, the the most uh, dangerous bomber in the game might be this ship now. Yeah, I mean, who else would it? Well, I think most dangerous is this ship because it's spammable, but there's still more dangerous single ships like Soul Six and stuff like that. But Death Rain's those, those, one. yeah, but they're only you only got one of those. These you can put five in there, and and that's where things start getting rough because you've even done, seen five Y wings with just like ion bombs or something like that be really good. Um, now you've gotten a little bit more punch on those bombs as well. I'm just not sure if we'll see this type of full five bomber go much further as as the meta develops and evolves and people find different ways to weave things into not over not only first order list building but also people planning around this stuff. And what's really good against bombs is other system phase repositioning. Ada's lost their cannon, but they have the ability to shift away. It's initiative based, so. They can shift away at initiative four, five, and six. These guys are initiative two. There is not a single true. Ada that moves at initiative two. Stuck. Yeah. One of the one of the pieces I think you know, thinking about the future, grudge with cluster mines, thermal detonators, forty eight points. I think that is a nice quarter of the list, and you have a hundred and fifty two points left after that to be able to build around cluster mines. Obviously you got three potential triggers on those plus the thermal debts. That's four more potential triggers. That one bomber I think could be something that we see end up going forward. But I think to your point, Ryan, I think the FO bomber proved in, in this performance that it's going to be able to contribute to first order list building. It's not it's not dead on arrival, you know. I know some people were a little bit worried with, you know, like, oh, maybe they cost too much. They that pursuit the pursuit thrusters plus the ability to bomb, that that alone makes them good. So you got to watch out for the ship. Is is the in the short answer there. All right. We got two more for the top 8. We got Benjamin Wetton. Take it, Ryan. Well, I just flew a TIE Swarm this past week on GSP's Wednesday night uh, stream, and what do you know? We got a TIE Swarm in the top. Uh, Benjamin deciding to run the mix of pilots of Halrunner, Aiden, Scourge, Mauler, Gideon, and Del Mico, opting into the both I-5s that could bring extra dice. Mauler's normally the one you take first, and you consider Scourge with maybe some other pilots in the potential TIE Swarm build. Uh, in terms of upgrades... Going in on the hull upgrade on Howl Runner, so adding one whole health to Howl Runner, primo big deal, I think. Scourge going Predator, I actually think, you know, just my personal opinion, I like Elusive at two points. 
So if you want to go in on Halbrunner that much, you, elusive and hull upgrade with Iden backup, that's that could be a pretty big deal for sure. Um, and the, so basically, the only two pilots that were left out that were not in this mix that are cons- considered a potential option are Sane Morena and Wampa. But opting for all the high initiative and all the damage possible with a little bit of Del Mico backup with that defensive reroll. In our last top eight list, we have Matthew Smith uh, bringing another version of the Django squad here. We have uh, Django here, Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, Hull Upgrade, False Transponder, so a little bit different tech, slightly cheaper um, Dooku there at 107 points. General Grievous, Solus 1, Impervium Plating, that's pretty much standard. And then the third piece DBS 404 with advanced proton torpedoes, Connor Nets, independent calculations, and landing struts. Pretty cool to see independent land uh, calculations uh, get used on DBS 404 because usually when you have it out there in in a list like this, it's just, well, I, I guess I'm just gonna have one calculate. It's it's an instantaneous bonus for dbs 404 so expect to see more solo 404s out there and of course being able to to pump up that attack not surprised to see the advanced proton there as well so just overall a very well-rounded list and this is an archetype similar to what we've seen with the gorgle and it's one that was played earlier in our previous meta and it mostly kind of evolved to like just Django and Zam, and it just kind of re-evolved with the current points on just this back to this three-piece uh, squad, which I think is really really solid. Now, before we jump into our top four list, I want to remind anybody who earned an invitation to the Battle for Alderaan to make sure to check your email because I sent out emails last week. And anybody who earned it during Hoth, you should have received an email today from me giving you all the instructions on how to purchase your ticket for the Battle of Alderaan and all that. If you feel that you are missing it, you were supposed to have an invite, or that maybe your email gobbled up the invitation, feel free to send me an email, goldsquadronpodcast at gmail.com, and ask me, where's my Alderaan invite? Now, for anybody who is not playing in that event, we have some fun and exciting things in there uh, planned. One of the things that we did talk about over the weekend, old the Battle for Alderaan will be will have a narrative attached to it, a kind of what if style narrative that will end up developing over time with our events going forward. You're going to see some uh, some names, some recognizable names from past events, possibly pop up in the story, and the results for the Battle of Alderaan will affect our future prize support for future Galaxies events as our story develops. So, should be a good time. Let's hit that top four. Will, let's talk about Mike Messiah. You're still muted, Will. When you're unmuted. All right, Mike Messiah, uh, utilizing a lot of the new ships in a similar archetype we had seen before. Uh, this is Kylo Ren in that Wylo uh, interceptor there, the, the Whisper, uh, with enhanced jamming suite because it's free. Uh, we have another appearance of Grudge with thermal detonators, and this time uh, Grudge is paired up with a Sinar Jamus pilot 
uh, that had also thermal detonators in the electro shaft missiles. Uh, it's the obstacle you can launch in the system phase uh, and it ends up jamming people and messing up their communications. Uh, so no locks and uh, coordinates as well. Um, then rounding out the list is Major Von Reg uh, in the interceptor with Daredevil, uh, utilizing that barrel roll with the system or with the ch chassis ability, um, and then being able to hard one boost uh, keeps that I six ship very maneuverable um, and didn't need the bid at all. Um, actually, we haven't seen a lot of I sixes other than Django. Am I am I missing anyone other than no, Django for an I six? This is the first one other than Django. There Von Reg popping off so here. I six uh, already moving last, so not rush. punished. Oh, rush. Well, well, concussion bomb rush. Yeah, <laughs> concussion bomb rush. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah. Let me ask right, so, you: Would you rather have that rush or this Von Reg? They cost the same. I would rather have that rush. Even with Daredevil, Daredevil's really good. It is real good. I know. I've. And Von Reg, when he's not looked at, can get double mods just with his actions. True. I would probably still go Rush. Um, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and this is, I think, what you're alluding to before, Dion, that you grab Grudge, another bomber, Kylo Ren, and then fill off the points um, how you see fit. And I think this is uh, an archetype that will probably be here to stay um, until... Um, uh, I don't know, and it, because this works in hyper in, in extended, you just get even more options for bombs and uh, that filler ship. So, uh, yeah, good to I, see it. I I am quite excited. At Scarif, October twenty third. I'm really excited to see what is the difference between this hyperspace and extended and I'm, i am glad that it worked out in this order because we had kind of less ships to look at at first all right let's take our first bite and now we're, we're going to open it up we have a direction we're likely going to see some some people mirror what was successful here but i want to see what are the small tweaks that happen in the next three weeks people playing their online game starting to test and we have a lot of those high-level players, those repeat names that we we continuously see in these cuts, and see how how they how they change or don't with uh, going into extended. Dion, you know, can I ask you a question? Did uh, did Dion clarify electro chaff missile? I had heard from someone that he had made a ruling, or there was a ruling made with him along with AMG Chris share uh, with the Chris that's on the. AMG forums that deals with when you drop the electro chaff char uh, itself, it works like grid cargo chute where you drop it on something, it its effects trigger right away, not that you have to wait for something to move through it like I'd initially thought. That is how it was ruled yesterday, that uh, this weekend. It is not an official AMG ruling because it is not currently posted. That's that has to be use the language gotcha. that 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 we are we're using right now because in the end, while D and Chris Sheriff are not Chris Sheriff, um, what's Mitchell? his name? Chris, Chris Mitchell. Chris Mitchell. Yes. Um, while while him and Chris Mitchell are helping out with that, in the end, the developers at AMG get that final call. So 
we'll have to wait and see. But I will say that if if that's not how it's ruled, I think it's going to be a little bit confusing because prox mines, cluster mines, the um, the rig cargo chute, and this all essentially function that same way. It's this sudden thing. You're hit, and you have overlapped it. That's how we've ruled it. If they suddenly say that 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 the chaff doesn't work that way it's definitely going to be a because i told you so type of ruling not because it makes sense with any of the other rules but yeah, again it's gonna be, we don't know it's going to be akin to the hera a-wing ruling just to help tighten that up when that happened a while ago when she came in and people wanted to use her token passing to use a secondary weapon on it's more of a doing it because we're tightening things up on a developer level not because the words actually mean this type of thing mm-hmm yeah, I was actually able to have a discussion with our judges. I had some other questions that uh, people had um, that ended up uh, or could affect some of the games. Uh, the main one was that I thought it, uh, I know I know it's an obstacle, but I thought it would take your like system phase drop to launch it, if that makes any sense. Um, and no, it's because it's an obstacle, you could in fact launch the chaff and then drop a bomb of your own as well uh, which is pretty crazy because uh for the full bomber who has access to that could boost launch and drop all at the same time which is pretty crazy uh the other thing is that right now in the rules it specifies asteroids debris and clouds give you an extra defensive dice and then in the rules for shaft cloud that says it when obstructed gives an additional dice until the rules is, rules reference is updated uh, that's actually a bonus dice if you would be obstructing by two of them then um, but most likely that will that will change the the excerpt where normal obstacles give obstruction bonuses will just include shaft um, they didn't need to include shoot because shoot is just a debris. It's just mm -hmm. a fancy shaped debris. So yeah, a lot of interesting things. I wish, I, I want to see more shaft cloud missiles because they're they're just crazy. They're very. <laughs> definitely, can... They're definitely best used on the IFO bomber because that system phase boost. You cover so many different positions with that. Yeah, boost at somebody and then four forward. That's dropping in almost out of range. I don't know if they could have actually shot at you um, if you boosted then four forward drop it. I think the boost four forward drop, the very top edge of the shaft cloud template is just within range three. Okay. But it's it's to the point where if someone had their arc pointed at you, they're gonna go through it no matter what because they're so close. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're gonna be they're gonna be interesting. Uh, a lot they'll surprise a lot of people, I think. All right, let's keep it going. Our other top four player, Mike Maui Thompson. Take it, Marcel. All right, so Mike flew uh, Rebel Alliance with Leia in the YT thirteen hundred with Compassion. That's uh, the third Compassion that we see. Uh, hall upgrade. Luke Skywalker with Ion Torpedoes, S-Foils, and Ahsoka with Instinctive Aim and Proton uh, Rocket. So you can get that target lock and then Instinctive Aim 
still have two force left for a double modded five dice bullseye attack. Um, five, 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 really good. And, and I mean, we're back at the initiative five race. It seems right. Like that, that's where, that's where the, um, like that, that's where we're bulking together. It used to be at one point it was uh twos at one point it was, uh, threes more, more recently it was at fours and now we're back at, um, everybody just being at that initiative five, if you want to prevent that initiative kill or, or be at that, um, where that traffic jam is happening. So again, four, I mean, three initiative fives, um, each being able to hit pretty hard and being either tanky or very defensive. Yeah, not many things in hyperspace can bring a lot of I-6s to threaten it. I think, um, and it's not just that they're and, I-5 aces. They, they're and a mix force of carriers. They all, they all have force, carriers. that's yeah. obviously a big one too. You have a big base boosting turret in Leia. You have a very effective initiative killing jousting level type ship with Luke and you have that more AC Ahsoka. It's more of a mix. That's what I found what was potentially more threatening is if you stay all I-5 with stuff, they may have the initiative like triple aces used to be, but if you mix up stuff like in Resistance, you could do Poe, Ray, and one of the A-Wings like Lulo or ZZ and be very similar to this. And if they get second player roll-off, it is super scary. I dealt with that over the weekend. Uh, quick, quick, just kind of insert here. Uh, there has been a ruling on the AMG forum about a couple of things. This actually was posted on September 26. Um, so, just a cl- clarification: uh, Electro Chaff Cloud would, even if you're going through, like, let's say, an asteroid and a Chaff Cloud, it's still only one die. Is the official ruling still only one die? And things like Trick Shot and all that do still work on it because it is just an obstacle. So that's just the, the clarification that we have there. There you go. All right. And are, are we ready to move into our top two? All right. Our runner-up was Catherine Nexara flying the Rebellion. Take it, Ryan. Rebel Alliance flying another Sokotano making a showing, this time only with Shattering Shot. Uh, highest place shattering shot usage, A-Wing, double repo, good usage, three-fourths. Um, and then we have four Rebel Gray Squadron Bomber Y-Wings, all with Ion Cannon Turret and Connernets, going full control the battlefield with health. Using these ships to potentially, I, I would assume, you guys have probably seen the games, surround, create kill boxes, and just get things stuck in there. And a lot of times... When things get eye on, they might end up on an obstacle. And if Ahsoka has the chance to take advantage of the shattering shot, that's a clear advantage right there, too, is things are stuck being ioned in places they don't want to go, such as obstacles. Yep, solid list. And the best-performing Y-Wings in the tournament. Not not resistance, but Y-Wings nonetheless. Cool to see them. And our... Champion of Hoth, Carson Ray, uh, bringing a resistance list, very similar to the style of list that he usually flies. Poe Dameron, this is the trigger-happy flyboy Poe Dameron. 
with R4 Astromech, Integrated S-Foils, and Proton Torpedoes, Rose with C-3PO, Jess Pava with S-Foils, and ZZ Tolo in the RZ2 A-Wing, kitted out at 200 points. Um, overall, this list essentially can it has modifiers galore, right? Poe, Rose, and Jess working together can end up all having double modified shots uh, into into people. And if, uh, if Rose sets it up, they can all four have double modified shots if you get it right with the, uh, with the current... Uh, with the setup now in the championship round uh, we did see Carson Ray do some great uh, range control which won him the early game and allowed him to be able to take out a couple of Y wings in in round one um, but overall just a solid list and essentially one of the things we talked about is the fact that modifiers win the game right more modifiers equal more goodly and he was able to Range control, keep Rose and Jess together is usually what we saw. And uh, Poe and ZZ. ZZ usually was the most independent. And Poe would either start with the, the set of Rose and Jess to give that additional modifier to Jess. Or if need be, like we did see in the, in the final, Poe can start separate and converge all together. So congratulations to Carson for being the champion of Hoth and Catherine for being our runner-up. Uh, pretty cool to see, to see these lists. Now, my question to you, my friends, is are there any pilots that you're surprised didn't make our top 16 this weekend? Maybe they were close or maybe they just didn't even show up. But is there something you were like, hmm, I'm surprised we didn't see this going into uh, going into that top 16. Ryan, you got anything off the top of your head? Simple. Zam Fire Spray. We saw all Jang... I mean, in the cut, we saw all Jangos, but no Zams. And Jango Zam as a list, granted, it is two ships, but Fire Sprays, I think, is one of these ships that can exist in a two-ship list and still succeed going first or second because you have the bombs, you have the back arc, the both are three dice front back arc, and they just have powerful effects. Even if Zam was mixed in with other things, I'm just surprised that Zam, even though, yes, she went up a lot of points, um, non-existent in the cut. Marcel? Uh, probably Hera on the A-Wing. I think that uh, we didn't see any Hera on the A-Wing in the cut. Yep. Yes, we did. Triple yep. Prockets in Dutch. Ooh, uh, okay. Rebel Alpha. Mm -hmm. All right, then if not Hera, I would probably go with, um, let's see. I think we saw almost everything that I was expecting to see. Probably um, Sunter, maybe? Um, or the the Delta B Jedi Knights. They're, they're usually good. Oh, yeah. that that They were really popular. Where Did we have any... We had I 21, think we actually, multiple, uh, like, 3 plus Obi-Wan or 3 plus Shock T, and then just a 4 set as well. Yeah, they usually did pretty well, so they they, they weren't, at least they weren't in the cut. Yeah, when, I, when I'm looking at the lists that are just under the top 16, I see uh, Scott, Olofsson, or a.k.a. Deslin, 
who had two 7B Knights, Rick Ali N1, and Anakin Ada. So they, they were close. Nin um, the 19th position. Mm -hmm. We also should, uh, or we probably finish up on the uh, house. Oh, I got should have been there, but we definitely need to call out who didn't show up in the cut because they couldn't make it the next day. Mm. Yes. Right, well, let me let me shout out uh, uh, the well, I mean, just the Empire and, as a faction, uh, but barons, barons, and inquisitors nowhere to be found. Um, I don't even know where the the highest placing one would be. Uh, I think passive sensors is not there, mm. right? Mm. Is passive and homing missile available? Homing missiles not, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. But fifth brother is not. Fifth brother, fifth none brother of the, none gotcha. of the named uh, V1s are in. Yeah, did uh did anyone take any barons at all? No, there's zero barons in the entire tournament. And I think zero inquisitors as well. And barons previously were in our top four. And top, top eight. All the time. It it was it was all over the place. The only other list, looking quickly, just kind of at our, at our previous hyperspace, um, the uh, Red Squadron X-Wings. There was a lot of four X-Wing squads and, like, four X-Wings and something else being flown before. Uh, those didn't show up at all. And we had previously also talked about those Black Squadron scouts um, as well not being able to be played. Now... Like you guys said, we do need to shout out one other list, and that was our undefeated player who was unavailable to make it for the final day. And that was, sorry, I'm, I'm still scrolling here. That was, drum roll, that was Steven Labarge, and he brought a tie swarm as well. So friends, that means out of the nine total lists of M uh, Imperial lists that we had in the tournament, two of them were tie swarm, at least two of them. And this one went undefeated. Howl Runner with Ruthless and Hull Upgrade, Mauler Mythal, Scourge, Iden, Gideon, and Wampa. 200 points. Steven Labarge doing the work with the tie swarm. And uh didn't have didn't have easy matchups as well. We actually can go back and and take a look at some of the matchups that he played against. If you give me about 30 seconds here. He had to play against he played against uh Travis Smithwick, so that's Kanan. That is the the cane of the VCX, four dice, five dice at range one, took it down, took out Luke Sonnel as well, who was who we talked about in the cut, who was flying the uh the Procket A Wings, uh took out uh Andrew Goldbach, that is the Moralo and a couple of Fangs. So I mean played played some tough matchups that you would think would uh would worry you. And uh, was able to go undefeated. So shout out there. So so many people are saying, "Hey, throwback 2019. How where are we at?" Listen, Tie Swarm has uh, you know it, it's a good archetype. I'm not surprised to see people bring it out. Um, question: Next week, going into extended Tie Swarm, still still viable? 
in extended? Are we going to see it? I think we're going to see it. It's just a matter of the, that there's more things available in the game that has a potential chance to have tools or, or counter against to be a better maneuverability. So we'll see how it pans out and whether or not yeah. people believe that's something they want to bring. Because now with extended, it's like Empire is fully operational. Whether or not people want to dive into that, we'll see. Yeah, Dash got cheaper. Uh, Dash loves his tight swarms. He loves to feast on those things. And I think there's other, uh, you know, turrets that that can make problems for, for them. So I think you'll see them. I think they're still good. Um, they're still basically just a big block, uh, a, a big jousting block. And the more people, the more people fly them, I think, you know, the more people will remember like, oh, this is how you play against those things and this is how you kill them. So, so we I, definitely yeah, I had people fly them, but. Yeah, we definitely had some people say like, oh, like they, they forgot to how to fly against a TIE Swarm. What do you, what do you do? Should I joust this? Oh, I shouldn't be in front of these six ships? <laughs> All righty. Well, so we'll see how that develops over time. And, uh, yeah, that was the Hoth Galactic Championship qualifier. Going into Scarif, what are some pilots or ships that you expect maybe to uh, to make a splash? Let's, let's go ahead uh, and uh, have everybody shout out one. Extended, what do you think will make a splash? Chat, feel free to go ahead and be a part of this. What, what do you think? Something that wasn't in hyperspace that was just waiting behind the cage that is ex that is a hyperspace are we going or go for it go for it so i think um the defender vader and then you've got echo and uh whisper all right so, so phantoms and defender vader okay will uh this one's this one's tough uh i'm gonna i'm gonna reach for uh guri with tech oh okay uh, people trying out the new tech slot on the star vipers um lost out on the bid but i think in uh with either patent analyzer or prime thrusters uh those star vipers can uh will still surprise people with the positions that they can get into Ryan? Really surprised Will didn't say this. He's been a big fan of him. Gotta be the E-Wings, right? No, I, I had to save one for you. <laughs> I mean, we, I, we, I, were, we were already seeing E-Wings, though, in my opinion. Well, like, we didn't see this weekend, and they definitely True. had some adjustments. They went down, and they gained a whole slot. So we will, should definitely see an uptick in, for sure. Awesome, awesome. And uh, we have to to be the voice of the chat here. We have a couple people talking about heroic, ha ha ha. Um, maybe Talon Bane Cobra, maybe Nim. Dash Quick Draw. Quick Draw is a prediction to be to be popular and possibly Midnight. I don't know. Seven point drop can Midnight only space legal too. Yeah. Yeah, midnight. I, I I don't believe in midnight, especially with those numbers that you showed us earlier, Ryan. The average ship count is going up. 
right? We're at well, four. It's, it's it's collapsing. It's right. literally like you're three or four, or you're like less than twenty five percent of the entire event. So you're expecting a more than likely four ship list, maybe three ship. Because as I said, fifty percent or fifty three technically percent of that entire event was four ship lists. And Midnight's what? Was it 35 or 36 points? Uh, mid midnight. Midnight's 35. Um, I'd rather have an FO bomber with a bomb. <laughs> I, I, I just want to see um, the initiative for E-Wings, you know, the R3, Proton Torpedoes, Elusive, or whatever you've got against the I-4 Whispers, just so they can be like... Target like you, nope. Target like you, nope. Target like you, nope. Uh, until they basically are at range one, so that that'll be uh, because I think the E wings are probably got the the. I mean, if you're looking across the board, the E wings probably got like the 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 best, the biggest bump. They in, got the nod. They yeah, got the, they, they got, got the, the it's your bump, time. You know. <laughs> yeah, because being able to do elusive pattern analyzer, uh, and and basically. Uh, what is it? Elusive Pattern Analyzer Fire Control System R3. I mean, that just, just that itself is super solid. Um, but, you know, the Whispers have tech specifically with the, with the Sensor Scrambler and just to be, being able to jam everything. Uh, they are like anti-E-Wings. I think that's, that's like a rock, paper, scissors where the E-Wing is really good across the board and then they run into those uh, whispers it'll be it'll be really fun to see those those matchups i think so i'm, I'm excited need, about it either whisper or a silencer either of them could take sensor scramble and on top of that chaff clouds when you go through them break all locks right there's a break yep. all locks on you but you get jammed right so you, yeah if you got r3 astro you wouldn't lose both so uh but unless FO's unless got... unless the fo person's crazy and you just go everybody to the cloud <laughs> <laughs> i mean break locks on myself on the converge way converge on yeah. the cloud um fo right now definitely has a lot of this this may be early to call this one but uh when, when amg talked about the theming of a faction first order in terms of what has been rising currently and, high, and highlighting the faction is very disruptive is the word I would choose for them right now. I like that description. I like that. Well, today, today's been great being able to take some time, look at these factions. We have a lot to digest going over the last few weeks, over the next few weeks, getting ready for, um, for Scarif and, and just in our, in our play this Wednesday, our stream will be online again because I have some family stuff here. Um, I will tell you um, there there may be some changes in the schedule coming up. We uh, I, I'm looking. I'll be completely honest. I really want to play in person at pastimes, but we hit we hit a we we're gonna hit a bit of a problem, and this is something. And I'm just being completely honest with all of you. There are. What what that pastimes? What how many of us are there? There's about ten to twelve, Marcel. Something like that, yeah. Okay, uh, last 10? week there was I think twelve that we went. Right. And of those ten to twelve, I would say about half are comfortable playing on stream. 
right? So we get to this. We're get, if we would bring the camera every week, right, to pastimes, you're going to have the same six people just kind of duking it out. And while I, I think content-wise – for y'all, I think some of you be like, oh, that's fine. We just want to see the games. Overall, I don't think it would be as interesting to the entire audience. Additionally, I want to play X-Wing in person with my friends. So I'm kind of at a crossroads. And I'm, I need to figure out what is it that we want to do. Uh, because I, I'm feeling thirsty for X-Wing. All right? I'm hungry. I, I, need, I need to eat. Literally, I gotta eat dinner. I am hungry, but I, I, I you know, I, I, I need to get, I, I need to be rejuvenated with, with playing in person again. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance this. Um, obviously, Mondays we're here. Maybe, maybe we add some. I, I'm not entirely sure because then I got family obligations right now, and uh, expect. Expect some changes coming soon. I don't know what they are, but I am I am being forward with you to let you know that to expect some changes. I'm not sure what they're going to look like, but expect something to change. Um, you know, it's uh, – it's – it is – there's a lot here to, to, to process. I know it might be simple, and I, I know that a lot of you really like that Wednesday night stream, and, and it's great for you. Uh, I'm not saying that it's going away. I'm saying maybe, but expect some changes. I don't know what they're going to look like, but there's, there's going to be changes so that I get my, I, I get my, my play. Because I would say the biggest thing that I'm missing right now is I, I, I need to play more. I need to play more, especially that I need to try to, like, not be a total scrub in this team tournament that, that Marcel signed me up for, okay? Because he pretended like I got a choice. I didn't have a choice. He's like, he's, I, he was like, what do you think? And I was like, oh, it's going to be okay. He's like, all right, sign us up. Uh, that was what I got. I got a text saying you're in. So, um, I we need to figure out what's uh, what's going to be best for best for you guys. Uh, and best for our team and best for our players because I also don't necessarily want to put that pressure on our uh, on our our locals who are also just getting back into the game because there is you know it's it's different. I'm gonna stop rambling. It's time for us to call it a night. Any any final words about Hoth before we head out for the uh, for the week? Will? Uh, what's the, what's the next tournament? Scarif, October 23rd. Man. man, after that chilly weekend, man, the beaches of Scarif are going to be real nice. Kicking back, lawn chairs, that's going to be fantastic. Ryan? Uh, shout out to my local buddy, Josh Richardson. He was the one who flew Django, Grievous, and Gorgle. Don't know the last time we saw a Gorgle in a cut. Good job, Josh. All right. And Marcel. Uh, just thanks to all the to the six people I played on Saturday. It was fun. I had a good time. Win or lose, I think uh, every single game was enjoyable, which is the, the best way to have a weekend. 
All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our cast today. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you on Wednesday live here, checking out some lists, maybe experimenting with some of the things that were here. Maybe we take a look at Extendus. Let us know what you want to see in the in our Discord. If you haven't joined their exclamation point Discord or click the link in the description down below. Thanks for watching. Be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron out.